Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. one the one where it says pepper Potts is holding him up no it says did you know in 1981 16 year old robert downey robert john downey jr excuse me served a one-day suspension from high school after snatching a comic book from the hands of a classmate and ripping it up ripping it to shreds while calling him a nerd what comic book was the classmate reading the invincible iron man Damn. It's like, yeah, but he's making that money, though. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> sitting in class reading a comic book. I guess he was a dick in high school. I, I don't know. Probably. Probably. I think I think he. we all had those dick moments oh, yeah. in high school. Oh, yeah. You're getting a little too much attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you start swinging that dick around, you know. But, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is like, this is Marvel dick. Yeah, that's right. Bah, 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 bah. Fucking like ninjas. Right. Remember that Freddie old. Murphy. I was gonna say, remember that bit in uh, Eddie Murphy Delirious? He's talking about the yeah. uh, the Jamaican. He's swinging the dick around in his hand. You, know? you were my, if you were my woman, I'd be fucking you all the time. And then she's <laughs> like, "Well, he's, he, my man's back in in Brooklyn." And... Oh, really? <laughs> Swing. <laughs> he swung that mic too, like so nonchalant. Like yeah. it made the whole bit. <laughs> I know. Did you just see how long it got? You're just like oh. it kept getting longer. <laughs> what you what you want? What you what you want? Majestic barren desert of Phoenix, Arizona. Adam, a mother. You, know, you always, you always got some bullshit to say when you introduce me. Why not? Coming from fucking, you're gonna start saying coming from what where Dune, where Dune was, or some <laughs> crazy shit. <laughs> it's all about the silk, man. Oh, is that, Isn't that what? It's no spices, not silk. I never read the books. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, you know, I'm, I'm in Arizona. So, the hot part. The hot part, yeah. So sometimes I wish I lived in northern Arizona. What's the difference? It's like forest and cold. <laughs> I didn't think they had trees in Arizona. I thought it was like nobody. Nobody does because 
one, everyone failed geography. Um, and two, no one understands anything. Anything about, I forgot where I was going with this, but no, there's, um, <laughs> like it's higher. Arizona. The elevation is higher. So it's colder. Uh, it's beast mode. Cause, uh, yeah. And everybody chooses to live in the desert. Hey man. What? Air conditioning. That's all it's about, That's right? It's about. cheaper than shit to live here. <laughs> That's true. That is true. And honestly, everyone always is like, oh, Arizona's so fucking hot, so fucking hot. It's hot three months out of the year. The rest of the time, it's like gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, bitches be bitches, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's a damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's that? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait just a damn minute. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this is our first podcast back and took a week off last week. Um, so, anything happened to you in the last <laughs> the last two weeks since we talked? Um, pretty business as usual, really. Went to work and stuff. Uh, Any games? I... Did I play any? Oh, Marvel Heroes. I, I, I played that a bit. Um, pretty cool. Diablo Marvel characters, which I thought was brilliant. Um, but I haven't played too much of it to know if the game is whack or not. But uh, did that, I... I'll just say it, because everybody does it. Um, my computer has, like, every SNES and NES and Genesis game and a bunch of Nintendo 64 games. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't count it. I don't count it as as wrong when they're not making the games anymore, right? And they're not making profit off of those games anymore. <laughs> I don't really care. Um, but I got my PlayStation Three controller to work with the uh, good old PC. Oh, nice. Living the dream. You know, yeah. basically just being a shut in in my room <laughs> and doing nothing really. Right. Yeah. I've, well. Like I think I was the last podcast, the podcast before that, where I said just like my schedule has been like uber busy. So I ended up uh, canceling Netflix, and I'm going to cancel GameFly because I just don't have time to play any of that shit. So I'm sticking with my brother still has uh, streaming, so I think I'm going to stick with that. And they've added some shit like um, End of Watch, that movie I've been trying, that cop movie I'm trying to get you to watch. That's on Netflix streaming now, and uh, mm. so you know. But uh, what, I have a question. What I have GameFly. Uh huh. I actually have the three game plan. Right. Fresh. Um, <laughs> and I I can find time to play games. So what exactly are you doing? Where you're <laughs> so busy that you can't find time to do anything? Because I have six children, <laughs> you know I mean? and I have full time job as well, and all that. And and I I don't under what what. All I ever hear from Steve nowadays is, I'm so fucking busy, I'm so busy, my life is so busy, I'm so busy. Well, a lot of the times is mostly because of the fact that I'm – well, well, one of the big things is because not I'm working, but the problem is is my schedule keeps changing on the fly. I hate that shit. Like, people keep like, oh, they can't work now, This way. we find out like two days before, or shit goes on, and other people so like – I, me and one other person are like the only ones that have to, like, instead of coming in at two, where I'm thinking, oh, cool, I go in at two, I can, ch- you know, kick back, you know, maybe get into this, oh, can you come in at noon or 11? It's like, fuck, man. So, so my schedule keeps changing on the fly. And then in May itself, I always had something going on. And, uh, and plus, you know, getting ready to leave, you know, going out. 
um, out of town. And then after that, I mean, I'm single. And so I have been like, I would, you know, going out, meeting people and shit like that. So it's like, and there, and there's, and there's the difference. Not, not that Steve's single and I'm not, because when I was single, I had more time to play games. Is that Steve is is a social butterfly? He likes to. You're like the hang, third person that's told me called me a social. He, he likes to hang out with and meet new people and fuck new people. That that's my <laughs> that's my thing. I don't want to meet. I've reached my cap of human being interaction. Like new people come to my life and I'm like, yes. What do you want? Well, that's the no thing. more new friends. That's you're it. You're antisocial. I'm social. That's the difference. That's oh, I'm so I'm social if I need something. <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yo, Steve, my boy, dude, what's up, man? Yo, I'm social with you, dumbass. I mean, strangers in life. <laughs> yeah, get about twenty bucks. <laughs> it is true because I'll, I'll be like, when I was riding the bus back in Cali, I'd be at the bus stop and someone would start talking to me, and I just give him that look like, the f- what? <laughs> Fuck off! Like, why are you talking to me? I just, you know, right. I got my friends. That's all I need. I don't need to be talking as to new people. As you're walking up, singing song, I got my friends. I got my friends with me. Shamona. Shamona. Uh, so you finally saw Iron Man. I finally saw Iron Man 3. Um, I enjoyed the movie, although I felt, um, even though he was good in it, and the interaction with, with uh, Robert Downey Jr. was good. I felt the kid was entirely irrelevant and had no purpose in that movie whatsoever. Um, I felt like it was like Disney, like, we need to put a kid in here <laughs> that's somewhere. Just, uh, that's where some fanboys have been saying, like, oh, you fucking Disney had to go and put a kid in there because... Uh... I, I mean, I'm not upset. You know, it's fine. It was it was interesting, you know. It, it was funny because Tony Stark... It, obviously not a kid person, you know, because he was shredding his mouth full time. But um, <laughs> I just I don't I didn't see the point. I, I think they could have they could have went a little bit of a different direction with that, and it would have been a little more interesting. Yeah. Well, but other than that, the movie was awesome. Well, again, you know, it goes back to like the Matthew Modine character in Dark Knight Rises. What the fuck was his purpose in don't that? Don't say movie? shit. What? What? I'm I'm I haven't seen that shit yet. You haven't seen The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, no, my bad. I was thinking about um, uh, Into the Darkness. These fucking titles are too similar. <laughs> God, we fucked up. Oh, man. I, mean, I thought he was badass in that movie, though. I didn't... I just, you know, I mean, he was an, an enemy of Gordon and... Basically, was a big old pussy. He let terrorists go so he can capture the Batman. Yeah, I know. He, he made no sense. He made no sense. And then to put on his uniform and die. He get, he served no purpose. It was like... Uh, it's like, you, you have not regained any respect from me. Yeah. Putting your uniform on at the last minute and just dying in the first ten minutes. <laughs> I know. You should have been a red shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and Star Trek. And everybody would have thought the same thing of you. But uh, bitch. <laughs> but what about the um, like, what did you think of the Mandarin? That's what I want to. That's what I want to know. Um, I enjoyed it only because I didn't know that that was gonna happen. I didn't see it coming at all. Right. Like, 
it went. Are we doing spoilers or are we fucking around? No, let's do spoilers because it's been out for a month, and if you haven't okay, seen okay, it by okay. now, it's your fault. I'm the late one. Yeah. Um, so like when he, you find out he's just an actor. I was like, what? What? <laughs> like what's what's going on right now? And then of course I look I look back on it and I'm kind of like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, it kind of a testament to the acting skills of uh. What's his face? Ben Kingsley. I mean, yeah. It, you just the way he came out, like you see him, and you know, just very imposing, and the, you know, the voice they used for, I like that voice that they use, that computerized voice, but yeah. um, you know, and then you see him coming out, like <laughs> you know, he's just like some limey bloke. You're just like, what the fuck? And and some people, you know, you know, had a thumb up their ass because they were like, just the Mandarin. And I was actually worried about the whole sorcery thing because they've never touched on that in any Marvel movie. So yeah. I was a bit concerned. And that's probably that's probably why they changed it. The only real magic we've seen in a Marvel movie is um Thor. Thor yeah. And that's even be been explained as science. Yeah. I think Marvel in their movie universe is trying to move away from magic. I think that actually um this is completely unrelated. Oh it's related, but if D C starts making more movies, they should stick with magic. That would be their thing. Yeah. You know, they're not explaining everything in a science way. Like, that'd be kind of cool. Um, but, no, I like the movie. First of all, the end with all the suits. Yeah. When he started calling out the name of the suits, I, I almost, almost passed out of, <laughs> of sheer of sheer geekdom glee. Like, I, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's like, what the fuck? And it was such a great way, like, the way, because I knew that they, it doesn't make in the comic book, I think when the first Iron Man came out, I was like, it sucked because in the comic, he had so many fucking suits, man, like to do different shit, and they changed it. So now they made it where he just was going great. He was going stir crazy a little bit, and he just made a bunch of suits. Right. And then we get to see for that brief moment, of course, they, they blow him up, but you see for that brief moment all the fucking suits, maybe not all of them, but just a bunch of the suits. And that whole sequence where he's jumping off of shit, jumping into one suit. I was like, fuck. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was freaking <laughs> out. That was like – that was cool. Um, I liked the movie though. I thought it was good. Yeah, you know? I liked it too. I, I, I did. And I mean there's still some people that are hating on it. And I'm just like, you know what? Just deal with it, dude. You can't, you can't have this movie be like the comic book. It's just not going to work. Especially, Iron Man is one of those characters, too, that the comic got weird sometimes. Yeah. And it wouldn't really... It would just look dumb on, on the screen. People don't understand that things need to be... they It needs to be translated into a different medium properly. You can't just be like... I mean, look at Watchmen. Yeah. I like Watchmen for what, for what it is, because I appreciate the source material and stuff like that. But they took the source material... And they made the movie so much like it that it made no sense. Like the the for someone who's never re- read The Watchmen, it jumps around to it like jumps around like a comic book. Right. So it, it was like, what the fuck is this shit? You know yeah. what I mean? So, and they took out one of the coolest parts, which was the pirate, yeah, zombie thing. But yeah, the black know. merchant. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna keep to the source material, but thirty percent of the book we're gonna cut out. <laughs> Uh, bitches be anyway <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyways so i heard you were in um modesto right uh which i recognize the name of that from some movie 
and I can't remember what, but well, it's in Central Cali. It's like a um, five hours from uh, L.A. It's an hour south of um, Sacramento. So go up there, and my my brother is now no longer to, allowed to make choices without me present because when we were asked to take a, co- a cousin of ours and his roommate um, with us, I, I was like, what the fuck were you thinking? So, and it proved my whole thing perfectly in the end. Uh, take him up there, and like from the get-go, the roommate just struck me as creepy. Like, there was something off about this cat. Like, I just looked at him like, oh, that's just something not registering right. And then later, I, I asked my brother, I'm like, what do you, he goes, it just seems a little weird, doesn't he? And I was like, okay, thanks, got it. Even my sister, like, born-again Christian, you know, Oh, sweet. Every, you know, loves everybody was like, there's something off with him. <laughs> and I'm like, if she knows, then there's got to be something off with this cat. So we get him up there. We drop them all off and they're all staying in this, uh, this hotel. Everything's cool. He just, you know, still kind of creeping around and just hanging out. Knows nobody up there. And Sunday morning, we get a call. We have to go to their hotel because homeboy took uh, my cousin's purse, a couple other things, and their car and left them stranded in Modesto. Mm. Yeah. That's some shit. Seriously. So they had no credit cards, no money. Uh, They had some cash on them, but no credit cards, no car, and um, they had to get back home. So they ended up staying an extra day and trying to find somebody you know because we couldn't bring them all home it was like we could bring two of them the rest and they're trying to get like uh like the insurance company is like we'll get you a, we'll get you a um we'll get you a rental car yeah but she needs a driver's license and a credit card which neither she has anymore yeah so they end up sending a couple of our cousins through greyhound because amtrak's all sold out they have to fucking ride greyhound um and then we took uh, my cousin whose car was stolen, and, our, and the other cousin down. As we're getting back down, we're like, how much you want to bet the minute we get down, like, we're going to hear, like, oh, hey, we found your car. And, you know, we all kept joking about that. Sure enough, two hours after we got back in L.A., she got a call. The car was found in, in Reno. Fucker made his way all the way to Reno, Nevada, which turned that into a felony. Taking, uh, you know, because you know, yeah. we played GTA. We know. You know. Right, I mean, I'm <laughs> fully aware, but what I don't get is, like, how can you live with someone and not know that they're that fucked up? I know, right? Like, no offense, no offense to your cousin, of course, mm-hmm. but if I could pretty much know if someone's that fucked up the first five minutes of meeting them, right? That's probably why I am antisocial. But, <laughs> but it's 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 it was interesting to me when you were telling me this, like, how, I. I don't understand how you can live with somebody and not know they're going to steal your shit. Same thing with me. I was like, how do you not know this? But apparently you can, unless you're like considering the best in people, which never produces anything well. Well, that's just foolish. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was my trip. So, you know, that was all fun. Sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah it was like great. Great fun. Well, hopefully the rest of the trip was fun. Too. Oh, the rest of the trip was actually was was really fun. Got to do a lot yeah. of stuff, and but uh, yeah, 
That that part was a bit weird. So, all right. I guess on that note, should we get into some news? I think we should. All right. Well, in movie news, uh, all our fears have come to pass. Matt Smith is leaving Doctor Who. I know. I'm getting a little foot-clumped. Uh, after four amazing seasons, BBC announced that Matt Smith will be leaving the series during the Christmas special this year. He took over for Tenet back in t- 2010 and will be starring in the 50th anniversary special. However, when the Christmas episode premieres, Smith will exit the role. Quote, Doctor Who has been a, the most brilliant experience for me as an actor and a bloke, and that largely is down to the cast, crew, and fans of the show, Smith said in a statement. I'm incredibly grateful, incredibly grateful to all the cast and crew who work tirelessly every day to realize all the elements of the show and deliver Doctor Who to the audience. Many of them have become good friends, and I'm incredibly proud of what we have achieved over the last four years. Having Stephen Moffat as showrunner write such varied, funny, mind-bending, and brilliant scripts has been one of the greatest and most rewarding challenges of my career. It's been a privilege and it will treat and a treat to work with Stephen. He's a good friend and will continue to shape a brilliant uh, world for do- for the Doctor. The fans of Doctor Who around the world um, are unlike any other. They dress up, shout louder, know more about the history of the show, and speculate more about the future of the show in the way that I have never seen before. Your dedication is truly remarkable. Thank you very much for supporting my incarnation of a Time Lord number 11, who I might add is not done yet. I'm back for the 50th and the Christmas special. It has been an honor to play this part, to follow the legacy of brilliant actors and helm the TARDIS for a spell with the ginger, the nose, and the impossible one. But yet... When you gotta go, you gotta go, and (laughs) Trenzalore calls. Thank you guys, Matt. Uh, Stephen Moffat will be returning as showrunner, so there was speculation over this last weekend that they had already chosen a new doctor, but apparently Stephen Moffat went out on Twitter and said, we don't even know who the next doctor is. So we'll just have to wait and see till we get probably close to the uh, Christmas special. Uh, Smith has huge shoes to fill um, after the incredibly... Uh, popular tenant during his run. However, during his first appearance in the 11th hour, he made a legion of new fans with the new showrunner Stephen Moffat. I will be incredibly sad to see Smith leave the role, but know that Moffat will remain leaves me with great hope for the new Doctor. So, you know, I seeing how Moffat brought Matt Smith in after Tenant makes me like, okay, he, he we're gonna you know we'll get a good 12th Doctor. So I'm 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 going to be extremely sad and I'm kind of wondering yeah like you should like in that video you know what his last words will be Yeah I don't want to go You saw that thing I posted no, no, no. Yeah no no <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah it's it was you know it was sad news but it's going to happen eventually you can't be do- the doctor for ever you know, but regardless of what the fans say, yeah. Well, I'm I'm a big fan too, but I'm also I live in reality, so <laughs> I don't live in the ether like a lot of these people. I've I've seen some of these complaints, like people are cursing Master, like this motherfucker. You know, he can't have a career outside of of Doctor Who shit. Yeah. What's funny too is like you know Adams right now is like going. Man, I live in the real world. Last last weekend he was blubbering like a baby. <laughs> Whatever. I. I my wife is like, I post this too. 
my wife was like, did you hear that? Nah. I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> that was my thing. I, I wasn't crying about it. I just thought, I don't want to talk about it. It was a good solid two days. <laughs> Every time someone brought it up, I'd, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> down. Just saying, fuck. <laughs> There's so many tables that I flipped in this last week. <laughs> All right. Well, another person that's leaving a role, but less important. <laughs> um, Men in Black Four is going to happen. This is already known. Writer Oren Uzel was just recently hired to pen the script, as well as the sequel to 21 Jump Street. I just wanted to say that, because <laughs> I'm happy there's going to be a sequel to 21 Jump Street. I love um, Disneyland. <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck. Um, so we already knew that the movie will exist in the future. Will Smith, on the other hand, doesn't seem too thrilled about the idea of star- starring in the movie. Smith recently spoke with Collider on the matter and wasn't too into playing in the upcoming film. I think three is enough for me, said Smith. Three of anything is enough. We'll look at it and consider it, but it feels like it might be time to let someone else do that. Um, which is a nice way of saying I fucking do in the fourth one. Right. Unless they pay me an ass load of money. Which they um, did for the third one. Yeah. While another MIB movie would more than likely be enjoyable with Smith in the lead. I mean, let's be honest. The movie's not going to be, oh, I can't fucking watch this. I mean, it'll be funny enough to watch. Catch on an HBO. (laughs) It's it's not going to be a horrible movie. Um, Many people may feel like it's downhill with him out of the picture. Personally, I think Men in Back 3 wrapped up his storyline very nicely, and having him in another role would be a stretch. Maybe a full-out reboot of MIB might happen with a more serious tone than the previous three. Anything can happen. I want to. I want a Men in Black run that's series. Oh, since, yeah. since movies are like comic books now, where they keep rebooting them, we might as well just be accepting of that fact. Right. They, like I would love to see Men in Black start over and be more like the comic. The comic wasn't funny. The comic was was serious and a very serious tone. You know, I think that I think a serious Men in Black would be the shit. That'd be that'd be cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd see that. And if it was serious, we could not have Will Smith in it. Right, exactly. Because what happened when what happens when Will Smith tries to be too serious? Yeah. That space movie that just came out, which oh. I haven't seen, but everyone is telling me is fucking horrible. I know. Well, the thing is, like most people are complaining about uh, about that new movie of his. Um, it's because like they tout it as a Will Smith movie, but he's hardly in it. Oh really? Yeah, it's, it's all son. it's all Jaden. So whatever, dude. Yeah, this calling it this generation's battlefield Earth. Ooh, ooh. That's what I've read a couple times. And you know what's funny? I enjoyed Battlefield Earth, but only because of how horrible it was. You like, enjoyed you enjoyed the irony. Yeah, like it's one of those. It's everyone has that movie that's mm-hmm. like that. It's so bad. That you love watching it. And Battlefield Earth is like that for me. Like it's so bad that I, I'll watch it anytime it's on TV and laugh my ass off. I like the premise of it, but the movie is executed so poorly. And then I was like, maybe I'll read the book. And then I saw how thick it was. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you already know the plot. It's a little too thick to be going through. But um, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so. Moving the fuck on. <laughs> Until I'm tired today, I have there's like no end to my thoughts. I'm just like, hey, man. Oh man. All right. Well, in gaming news, uh, so last week Microsoft announced that the decision to block use Xbox One games would rest in the hands of the game publishers themselves, which I thought was a smart move on Microsoft's part. Uh, this was probably like the best way to move for Microsoft as the people are trying to hang them out to dry for whatever proposal the, they had in dealing with used games. Instead, they tossed the publishers under the bus <laughs> and now wait for their response. With game publishers having more control over banning used games, it seems that they were taken a bit surprised and didn't have any comment on the issue when GameSpot came around and looking for comments on the move. Bethesda said, we hadn't had time to fully understand and evaluate the policy. Sega chimed in with, We are currently discussing within Sega policies relating to the new generation of consoles. As soon as we have um, we have been agreed upon with all concerned partners, we will make the information public. Capcom representative said, At present, Capcom has not announced any titles for Xbox One, so any decision regarding allowing trading Trade-ins or loaning games are um, has not been determined. A representative from Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment said it's unlikely the company has an official statement, while Grand Theft Auto's parent publisher, Take-Two Interactive, declined to comment. Ke- um, Konami, I was going to say Keanu, Konami said that we have nothing official to share at this time. Assassin's Creed and Far Cry publishers Ubisoft added in, we're just now... Um, we're just now getting more information about Microsoft's plans and start starting to examine what it means for our games. We don't have any new uh, anything new to share right now, but rest assured we'll continue to focus on providing the best experience for our con- customers no matter how or where they buy our games. Activision and EA had not responded to their request. To me, this is a smart move for Microsoft as they haven't been the ones arguing about secondhand, secondhand, the secondhand market, but the publishers... Uh, but the publishers have. Microsoft now lets lets the fate of their existence rest in the publishers' hands, and the public awaits to see if they will bite the hand that feeds them. Hmm. Um, I really think this was a smart move on Microsoft's part, basically saying, you know what? Fuck this shit. It's not our business. If they want to ban them, let them ban them, because they're the ones losing money. Microsoft's not. Yeah. You know, And same thing with Sony. See, I would I would say something. But any time I say anything positive about Microsoft now, I'm a fanboy. Everyone around me says that shit now. I'm like, oh yeah, Microsoft, now I understand what they're doing. Fucking fanboy, my mother. <laughs> well, you are a fanboy, so just say it. <laughs> Whatever, no. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I think I think you know they did typical. I'm gonna wash my I'm gonna wash my hands of it. Yeah, basically. You know what I mean? Like this is this if it happens. See, and also too, if you think about it, you put it in the in the hands of the, the publishers. The publishers are have always been the ones that go, well, it's not our fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. So now it is gonna be their fault. So they had it's either sink or swim. Like all eyes are gonna be on them. So you're gonna do it or you're not gonna do it. Right. And see, yeah, here's the so. thing, because like the, the the publishers were always trying to get Sony or Microsoft to ban these things, like not let them play. But Microsoft and Sony, knowing how the people are, 
have like gone, you know what? That's not our responsibility. We play the games. People can play them. If you want them to ban games, you do it. It really makes more sense. Yeah, absolutely. Because they shouldn't be the police force. Yeah. The police force of gaming. They're just the, the, they make the vessel. Yeah. Right? That's all it is. So. I think I think it was a smart move on their part, and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Sony doesn't follow suit with it too. Oh yeah, if they have, you know, I think I think after the consoles are coming out, you're gonna see that the PlayStation and the Xbox are gonna be extremely similar with shit like this. Yeah, and everyone's gonna fucking shit themselves because everyone's like, oh, the Sony fanboys like, oh well, PlayStation's not doing that. PlayStation's like, and they haven't said they're not doing that. Yeah, you know, it's like you you're just making assumptions because you're an idiot. You know, just which is how life is. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> so, so, I found a website and I thought it was dope. So that's what I'm going to talk about. Um, as I've gotten older, I've no- noticed that my gaming habits have changed a bit. I find myself having less time to dedicate to playing video games and start looking towards video or start looking towards games that I can fit in a smaller session. Not to say I don't play longer games, but it's nice to be able to finish a title quickly for a sense of accomplishment. The website How Long to Beat helps this process right along. Once you sign up for a free account, you can navigate to any game you want to know about. Once you click on one, you get a profile with a lot of data describing a lot of different things. You'll get average times it takes to complete the game, not only just by doing the main story, but even if you are the type to do every little bit of content as well. Statistics are displayed showing what users who have played just how they beat it. Speed run, speed run 100%, main story, etc. And what platform it's being played on the most. The great thing about the site is the details. If you know if you know that you have a long weekend ahead of you and you'll be able to set some time aside for gaming, you can better plan which games you want to tackle. I love sites like this, not only for the information it provides, but for the community that is built behind it. So head over to howlongtobeat.com to check it out. I thought it was dope. Like I, I just came, I stumbled across it, and um, I, I looked up Tomb Raider. See, and and it was you know how, how long is it going to take you to beat, or if you want to. And I thought that was cool because a lot of times I don't have time to play these longer games. All right. You know what I mean? Like, I have Skyrim on my computer, and I play it periodically. But I don't have time to sit there for four hours and play a video game. I'm a grown-ass man. I ain't got time for that shit. <laughs> Gotta go to work and stuff, you know? But I thought the little site was cool. Maybe it would be good for you since you've all but abandoned video games <laughs> because of your busy social life. Please. Yeah. Please. All right? You done? Yeah, yeah. No, I, that sounds like a cool site. I, it's one of those things where I think you'd like to see, especially like you know me. I'm not all into multiplayer, so if I'm playing something for a single campaign, I'd like to be able to see how long it takes for that, because you know that's always the shortest. That's me too, and it's so funny because because lately I've been on a nostalgia kick, so I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna go play. Tomb Raider. I'm gonna finish that out, and then you'll you'll see me in the room on the computer fucking playing a link to the past. <laughs> you know, right? But gaming's gaming, it's whatever you enjoy. But um, that's why I'm kind of this next generation of of consoles leaning a lot towards Xbox too, because they're talking about a lot of stuff that isn't gaming related as well. You know, because I don't 
I don't have I mean, I don't have time to play video games like I used to. I can't stay up for six hours and play a video game. Like, even if I could, I can't justify doing it. There's better things I can do. Hmm. Like, I like playing video games, but not for six hours straight. You know, yeah. come on. But, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. That it is. Bitches be bitches. <laughs> All right, so moving on to gaming news. I mean, comic news. <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. So, longtime followers of the site <laughs> would know that one of my chief complaints about DC is all their special comic book series that are devoted to either Batman or Superman. This isn't likely to change with the advent of a new series that's going to drop in September, another Batman miniseries. DC revealed uh, last week that a new six-issue miniseries, Batman. Black and white is coming during the month of September. While the villain month is getting underway, fans won't uh, fans won't have to worry about a lesser prominence of Batman in the month. The co- the comic is designed to celebrate the second anniversary of the New 52. Writers like Chip Kidd, Neil Adams, uh, Joe Quinones, Morris Wicks, John Acruti, and Howard Mackey will have their hands in on the story, while Michael Cho. Neil Adams, Joe Quijontes, uh, Sean Murphy, and Chris Samney Samney will be providing some of the artwork. The new miniseries will hit stores on September 4th. You can uh, check out the press statement um, about the new miniseries on the Lazy Geeks website. And uh, yeah, it's supposed to be a 46-page comic. And uh, yeah, it's all black and white. So it's basically another black and white series. But... uh, I think, I, it's, I think it's dope. Yeah, no, it looks cool, but, you know, it's just like, another Batman series? But, yeah, that's just me. We talked about this beforehand. No, I told I told Steve that I when I read this article, I read it in an extremely condescending tone. Like, and here comes another Batman series. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I do agree there's way too many Batman series. I, I think they need to... I think the Dark Dark Knight should go, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, I, I think they need to just detective and Batman. But that's how it should stay. Right. Um, but a miniseries, I don't really count. You know, a miniseries is just you're you're doing something special, a little special offshoot story or whatever. So Yeah, I but don't really... at, at the same time, too, they're doing the whole villain month. So it's like, well, we don't want to alienate completely the batman audience so we'll bring out another batman comic well this is the situation too and we can talk about this till we're blue in the face but if they if they picked a different let's let's say they did a wonder woman black and white would as many people buy that (laughs) no (laughs) yeah and that's why you see so many batman and superman because those are the two most popular characters in dc comic like every time they try to do something with a different character nobody fucking buys it Mm. it does it it doesn't get the it'll get comic book fan numbers but it won't get the cross-genre numbers. And that's mainly their fault anyway, because they haven't come out with any solid movies. Like, if they put out solid movies for those characters, then you'll see something different. Look at the the Iron Man books went through the roof and and stuff like that, you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah, damn it. (laughs) Anyway, speaking of Villains Month, let's be honest here for a moment, okay? Okay. There are times when reading a comic book or watching a movie that you root for the villain. The, char- the hero can't have all the fun, and a good challenge makes for a good story. DC's, quote, New 52, because I'm getting a little sick and tired of saying New 52, yeah. um, launched back 
in September of 2011, while September of 2012 was zero month. It seems that DC is keeping with the trend of making September special, with this year being Villains Month, featuring a series of .1 issues that will feature villains from those particular books. Um, Quote time from the official press release. Um, September has always been a big month for us, and we look for an opportunity every year in September to do something big that really redefines the line and invites anyone who hasn't been following comics to step right in, DC Entertainment co-publisher Jim Lee said in a press release. We launched the New 52 with all-new community and new costumes, Zero Month was all about origins and our heroes, and now the villains are taking over. One of the strengths of the DC Universe has been the strength of the rogues gallery. Oftentimes, they're as famous, if not infamous, infamous? than our heroes. Well, well, Jim Lee. Um, every issue will feature uh, a 3D motion image on its cover. Uh, which I've posted on the LazyGeeks.com. So you actually click on it, and you'll see it's moving. And it looks pretty cool, um, which adds a bit of style to the book. Uh, another quote. It's called the 3D motion cover, and it's essentially artwork that's been separated onto different layers. So when you hold the cover, which is a premium stock cover, and you slightly rotate the comic book left or right and up and down, the image moves a bit. Yeah, that, that technology's brand new. So thanks for <laughs> explaining that to us, Mr. Lee. Um, <laughs> it's an incredible 3D effect that shows depth of field on the characters, said DC Entertainment's co-publisher, Dan Didio. Dan Didio, baby, <laughs> um, in the same release. Uh, it's, the full, it's, it's the full cover stock, so it's not anything that's been glued on. Uh, more importantly, it's actually pliable and soft to the touch. It's a brand new technology. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, slowed it down, yeah you, know? you slowed it down on that one. <laughs> Soft to the touch. <laughs> it's a brand new technology. No, it's not. I know, right? It's, they must be doing it slightly different, or I don't know. Um, and we're going to be the first ones debuting it, debuting in this fashion. If all of this wasn't enough, September will also see the launch of Forever Evil, a seven-part miniseries that will kick off the events of this summer's Trinity War. Uh, this makes first. This makes the first big event in the new 52 that spans every book, not including Flashpoint, of course, because we're not supposed to include Flashpoint. But the, technically, that was the first major event of the new 52. Right. Yeah, right. Just saying, you know. Um, Forever Evil is a chance for David and I to work on all the greatest villains in comic books. John says, uh, "Jack off, John." <laughs> um, it's it's literally everybody. I don't even know if there's any anybody not in it we're really exploring what darkness means and the different kinds of darkness that are within these villains so basically september is going to be the shit if you're a dc fan because we got the batman black and white um which is probably going to be cool because we got a lot of talent uh villains month and um that forever evil looks dope and that's the kickoff to the trinity war so it's going to be it's gonna be a lot of shit going on man all right they're going to be keeping shit real. Too real. <laughs> so damn real. <laughs> you know what Jim Lee was talking about? Like, you know, that uh, it's going to feel good in the hand. It kind of makes me like, you know, you want to see, you know, and just some things don't come easy. And some things just don't come hard. He starts going <laughs> into the lyrics. 
<laughs> no, it's almost like you want to you want to switch on some Barry White while you start reading it. Yeah, I know, Soft right? To the do 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 do. Hello. No, but seriously, <laughs> if you want if you want to check it out, uh, go to lazygeeks.com, search Villains Month, and um, there's three con. There's a Joker one. Uh, uh, that's the only one I remember. So there's Still three though. That's important to you. Yeah, pretty much. Um, there's three of them, and if they're not moving when you see them, but when you click on them, you'll see it. It's moving. You don't have to move your head in weird ways. It's it's a gift. So unless it's, you it's, want to. Hey, you can. I mean, knock yourself out. You know. Right. Whatever. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> All right. Into technology news. In technology news. There's been so much in the way of rumors on the internet, what a shock, about the price of the upcoming Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Now, 50 bucks. <laughs> I know. 25, $25 and a cookie. I'll give you, 30, you 37.50. <laughs> now, pricing will be the final straw for whether people will pick up either, either or both devices on launch or hold until the current generation consoles uh, – hold on to their current generation consoles as the price comes down. Webbush Morgan analyst Michael Parchter, speaking at a E3 preview presentation to investors, predicts that the cost of the PS4 to manufacture to be $275, while the Xbox One will cost Microsoft to make somewhere around $325. You'll notice that the Xbox One console is a bit higher, and he believes that Microsoft will have to subsidize service like telcos and ISPs uh, for use watching TV on their console. Quote, we believe the ability to watch live TV from a cable, telco, or satellite set-top box through Xbox One could entice an MSO to drive subscriptions through a subsidized box in exchange for a multi-year contract, end quote. With the, that being said, he predicts that the PlayStation 4 will cost consumers around 350 and the Xbox One will be 399 since both companies are use, are using more readily available parts on their consoles, it could be reflected in their price. That would also give them the ability to make a profit on the console. Microsoft is, uh, has a slightly larger hindrance. Quote, their always connected requirement for the Xbox One likely means that the broadband connection will be required, suggesting that suggesting to us that ISPs have uh, may have an incentive to offer a subsidy as well. Microsoft could conceivably subsidize the Xbox One through prepaid Xbox Live Gold subscriptions, as it has done on a limited basis in the past, or premium Skype functionality as well. Similarly, Sony could subsidize the PS4 through prepaid PlayStation Network subscriptions, but unlike Microsoft, it has not a history of doing so. End quote. It is possible that we could find out the pricing of both consoles at E3, but I don't expect I don't expect to. Pricing is probably still being worked out, and I expect them to focus on the gaming content for their respective consoles. I think we will have to wait until late summer for pricing. In either case, I think I'm going to be waiting to get mine. I, I think you know what I don't want to sound like a dick or anything, but I think uh, Wedbush is way off on this. Like I, I think. A five hundred dollar price point sounds more like what they're gonna do. Like four hundred to me, three fifty four hundred seems like wishful thinking. Right. Yeah, it's it's too low. I don't give a fuck if they're using current technology or not. You know, the Xbox was using current technology. How much was that when it came out? Right. 
You know, and it's it's not. Yeah, it's even current technology, but these two systems do more now. I mean, they both support 4K televisions and, and 3D and all types of silly shit. They both have Blu-rays in them. And, and, I mean, the reason the PS3 was so expensive is now all in the Xbox as well. So I highly doubt. I mean, if it's 350 and 400, hell yeah. Like, I hope I'm wrong. But I don't see it being that cheap. Yeah, neither do I. So, it's whatever. Get a cheat. Not cheap in a bad way, but saving that money. Mm-hmm. Um, the technology market has been changing pretty drastically over the past few years, so quickly that a lot of people haven't been even noticed. <laughs> Excuse me. Even though we are all involved in the evolution process, it's hard to see things change when it's when it's been such a fast and steady progression. The PC market is on the decline, while the tablet is seeing all-time highs. For the average consumer that only that only wants to get on Facebook and surf the web, that was an amazing, amazingly better choice um, than a full-blown desktop computer, which I think you'll agree, Steve. If you only want to fuck around on Facebook, check your email, a tablet would probably make more sense than a laptop, right? Right. Right. I deal with this shit at work all the time. Um, oh, shit, I lost my place because I was interacting with my friend. <laughs> okay. Intel has been powering mobile devices for a little over a year now, and has seen some some big numbers financially because of it. AMD, on the other hand, has been sitting on their hands when it comes to the fo- to following tr- current trends. A little bit of a burn there. Hmm. Um, it seems the those days are over with AMD looking to embrace the Android market. AMD has historically been a Windows machine partner, and while that still is a lucrative market, it's not the only game in town. More than a million. AMD- devices are activated every day, and the Android tablets are some of the most widely used. Back in January, AMD stated that they had no interest in going into the low-cost tablet market. Here we are five months later, and AMD has opened their eyes to see what's going on around them. Senior VP of AMD's global business, Lisa Su, uh, has said the company is still a supporter of the Windows platform, but there's, quote, a market for Android and Chrome developing as well. Of course, we all knew that, but it's nice to know that AMD knows it too. Like such such a like Captain Obvious thing to say. Right. There's a market for Android and Chrome developing as well. Yeah. A year and a half ago. <laughs> Welcome to the bandwagon. You know. Yeah. Um, AMD's financials they echo their past decisions about the mobile market. The company has reported a 146 million dollar net loss with over one billion in revenue. It hasn't been all doom and gloom for the chip manufacturer, however, with AMD processors powering both the upcoming PlayStation 4 and Xbox One gaming consoles, essentially meaning either way. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter which one's popular. Um, AMD's decision to embrace Android as well as the Chrome OS market are, of course, a smart move. It all depends on what they do in the long run to see if they can get a strong footing. AMD is traditionally a lot cheaper than its Intel counterparts, so we may see some more competitive pricing in the future. I'm actually excited about it because because of the pricing. AMD always makes their chips cheaper, so we might see some um some pretty cheap, nicer tablets. I like AMD. You know, and, oh the APUs. See, that's another thing. Is the, do you know how the APUs work, Steve? Uh, not fully detailed on it. Okay, so basically APUs. 
are four cores and they're split in half. So two cores are for processing, so it's a dual processor. And the other two cores are specifically for graphics. So it's like they've taken a graphics card and combined it with your processor. And it's not shitty. So <laughs> <laughs> um, it's de- it's not as good as having a dedicated card, of course. But it's uh, it's nice, you know, for like the mobile shit. Because they start making those maybe lower-powered ones into tablets and stuff. I mean, that could, that could really do something for the market. Um, and, I mean, you can get in – it's the A4, A6, and A10, kind of like the I3, I5, I7. You can get an A6 running at 3.4 gigahertz per core, 3.6 turbo, you know, whatever, um, for 95 bucks. I mean, it's a really good price. You know, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Were you still awake? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still awake. Now, it, it, yeah, I mean, like you said, I was kind of like, well, thanks for showing up to the uh, party when, like, you know, there's no chips left, mm-hmm. all that stuff, so. but People have already double-dipped and shit, like, all nasty. Exactly, you know, like half half drinking beers, you know, shit like that, so. Well, this is the problem, is I think AMD... They've proven that they can have some interesting ideas. I mean, you have the the APUs. I mean, that was that was an amazing idea. And AMD is still winning in the um, graphics department when it comes to built into their chips. Now, Intel has the new Haswell processors that have come out. They they use I might be a little off, but it, it, roughly forty percent less power consumption, which is a big deal with mobile market being so big. Right. And the graphics are supposed to be significantly increased. That came out last week, the processor itself. Um, but AMD has always been like, if you if you want a cheaper computer, but you want to be able to play some games on it, you're obviously getting an AMD. You know, it's it's. Um, I think AMD's just made some poor business choices, and I think if they get their head out of their fucking ass, like they can, they're not going under though, because you can't have just one company making processors. Right. For computers, it just wouldn't work out. You know, AMD's always going to be there some somewhere there, but they, they need to pick up the pace, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. You think it's time we uh, we talk about something epic? So check it out. Last podcast, we um we canceled the douchebag of the week to talk about uh, Mr. Robert Downey Jr. Um trying to get his co his co staff some more money because you know marvel's cheaper than shit um we decided this week to take away the douchebag is again because something i came across this article uh wednesday and it just kind of blew my mind how cool, cool it was so let me read the article over uh Cancer is a horrible thing to go through for anyone, but especially for a child. Not only is it painful, but pretty confusing for someone who is young. Uh, the AC Carmago Cancer Center in, is it Sao, Sao Paulo? Sao Paulo? How do you say that? Sao Paulo? Is it Paolo? like that? Okay. Because yeah. it has that little squiggly line over there. Yeah, I don't want Um have joined with Warner Brothers to make the experience a bit more enjoyable for the children suffering from the disease. In a recent press release, it was explained that the chemotherapy treatment packages have been redesigned after Justice League Heroes and renamed the Super Formula. 
Uh, this child-friendly version of the treatment is only the beginning, with the entire children's ward of the cancer center being completely redecorated to look like the famed Hall of Justice. A series of one-shot comic books also created featuring main members of the Justice League, such as Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Green Lantern. Um, these comics feature storylines where the heroes are hurt and go through similar recovery similar recovery symptoms to cancer. Um, the heroes regain their health with the aid of the super formula. As the video below says, uh, there's a, I'm sorry, as the, there's a video on, on the article on lazy.com. The first step to fighting cancer is believing in the treatment, which I fully agree with. Um, as a comic book fan and, more importantly, a human being, I'm touched by what the Center and Warner Brothers have done here. Making the cancer treatments more child-friendly by masking them as something the, chil the children's favorite heroes have given them to help is an amazing idea. Anything to make these kids feel better uh, throughout their struggle is a plus. I thought this was amazing. Like, there's nothing negative you could say about this. It's one of those pure good things. Yeah. That are so rare nowadays. You know, and I... And I yeah, you know, it's not about that. It's it's about people thinking outside the box and not just going, you know, not just being so methodical about it and thinking, you know, what can we do to make them feel more comfortable? Right. You know what I mean? What can we do to make them feel like something is really helping because it's just got a bag hanging on the thing. They don't, they don't know that's other children. Yeah. You got Batman on that shit, you know, and they're like, Oh shit, you know, this might help because they, I've, I've read so many studies that say the, the best thing to do when you have cancer is to believe that you're going to beat it. Like if you think you're not going to beat it, you most likely won't. Right. You know, it's it, a lot of mind over matter shit. So uh, what do you think? Um, I'm actually, I actually think that's cool. Cause you know, I mean, a lot of it is is mental. You know, like, <laughs> I always go back to this old Star Trek line in The Next Generation as a man who's convinced he's going to die tomorrow will find a way to make it happen. You know, if you mm -hmm. don't give anybody any positive feedback, any encouragement, they're not going to survive. And putting something in there like, oh, I'm getting the, you know, the Superman, the Superman curing formula, you know, it, it, it's just, it's... It will make you, you know, it's like when you're a kid and you had the Superman underoos, you put them on and you felt like Superman, you know, like I can take on the day, you know. Um, it's all, it's all positivity, and um, you know, and I'm, I'm, I think it's a great, great thing. Yeah. So don't worry. Probably next week there'll be a douchebag. Oh yeah, we'll probably have a douchebag. That, that needed, week. yeah, that needed to be. That needed to be said. About. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so really quickly, we're going to hit uh, site comments. So, uh, Sony, 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 <laughs> Sony, uh, on my story about Matt Smith leaving Doctor Who, uh, thanks for sharing this bad news, but to like this post feels wrong, if you know what I mean. I totally agree I with that. Yeah, 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 and it's like, going, uh, they should have like, like and sad. <laughs> Next to it, sad face. Sad face. Feels like and feels. Yeah, like and feels. Not, I got I got a lot of feels going on. <laughs> <laughs> you you click feels and it's sad Hulk music. You know. Yeah. There you go. I have a friend. I ha I know someone who can play that on the piano, and nice. with conviction too. Nice. That's just like he's playing chopsticks. Like he'll play it, and you'll literally just kind of lean on the piano and go. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know? <laughs> like, all sad. <laughs> nice. And this is the only song I want to know how to play on the piano. Oh, I know. And uh, Katie on Region Locking, Staying with the Xbox. Uh, she Now, Katie's quoting me from the story. If people are going to complain about it, you need to think about it before you open your mouth. Nothing is changing. And that's the end of my quote. Now, here's her comment. This is very true, so I do think, given Microsoft's press conference, it's only natural for some people to get sour tongues and pounce on every situation that could possibly be bad. If region, regional locking needs to happen, then it needs to happen. I won't be surprised if the PS4 has it as well. And uh, I totally agree with that because, for those of you that may not have read the story, it came out uh, two weeks ago, uh, was Xbox has been region locked. And you can't complain about that because all Blu-ray players, Xbox 360, all Blu-ray players are all region locked. So, you know, they're staying that way. And if people are going to bitch, they're going to bitch because they have nothing else to bitch about. But see, I think region region locking, too, has nothing to do with the gaming industry. It has everything to do with copyright laws. Yeah, that's really all it is. You know, but it sucks. I would love everything to be region free. But I was telling Steve. The, the amount of people that want to play a game from Japan in pure Japanese is so small in America. Anyway, I'm sorry if you live in America, for instance, um, that why would they try to fight to take region locking off right. for the five people you might know that <laughs> want to play a Japanese RPG? Now, think about it, too. The yeah. Japanese RPGs mostly would be Sony. So, yeah. you know, what, that would be a Sony problem. Yeah, it would be a Sony problem, but not an Xbox. And I can't remember any, any games off the top of my head, but I always liked when um, you could buy a game, you know, for American consoles. But you could select if you wanted the English sub, sub dub or if you wanted to hear it in Japanese and then uh, read the English. I always hear it in Japanese because so, it just sounds more epic. Yeah. Hey, no. <laughs> oh, shit. You know, shit just got real. Exactly. Um, yeah, but I, I agree with Katie, and uh, I love you. <laughs> so. All right. Well, before we head out, we want to remind you to check out the website, thelazygeeks.com, where you can get all sorts of news in the world of geekdom. Also, be sure to subscribe to our Lazy Geeks Network on either iTunes or via the website, where you can get all our podcasting content, including the In the Ink podcast, which comes out this Thursday, Lazy Ring of Death, and the Cinephile podcast. Like us on Facebook and add us to your circle on Google+. Follow us on Twitter, at thelazygeeks, one word. Adam and I both changed our uh, twitter handles so mine is now at tlg short for the lazy geeks uh steven vargas all one word and then of course adam over there is at tlg adam riley super pimp (laughs) (laughs) tlg adam riley r-i-l-e-y uh the uh the lazy geeks theme was provided by kevin mcleod so be sure to leave a comment because if you do we may just read it on the podcast remember we're thinking so you don't have to so until next week (gasps) a peace out